This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Postal Service has a new strategy it hopes will brighten its future. It wants to invest $40 billion on infrastructure and on the workforce. The 10-year strategy is designed to lift the agency out of billions of dollars in losses. It's posted since 2006. About half the plan USPS can tackle on its own, but it will also need help from its regulator and from Congress. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with the latest. And Jory, this plan outlined by Louis DeJoy, the beleaguered postmaster general, how does he say this is going to help finance the post office in the years to come? Through a combination of cost-cutting the Postal Service can do on its own, combined with legislative help that they are asking for from Congress and some extra wiggle room they're asking for from the Postal Regulatory Commission, the Postal Service is confident that they can break even for the year by fiscal 2023. That's a dramatic difference when you consider that in fiscal 2020, they had a $9.2 billion net loss. And when you zoom out for the decade, they're looking to dig themselves out of the financial hole that they're in within the decade. And so that's going from a $160 billion projected net loss to a $0.2 billion net profit. So that's a dramatic difference. And we heard from a slew of USPS executives in them rolling out this plan. And from agency chief financial officer, Joe Corbett, he said that the plan sets realistic goals. And these are things the Postal Service can achieve. But the plan, as it's outlined, leaves little room for delays. Our ability to return to financial sustainability by 2023 and thereafter is based on two large assumptions that we are able to implement the totality of the plan and that we can do so on a reasonable schedule. If we encounter roadblocks with any of the major elements, we quickly get into negative territory and may face annual losses for the coming decade. And that's USPS Chief Financial Officer Joe Corbett. So he's saying to Congress, to regulators, to anyone who will listen, buy this plan in toto and let us get at it. And he doesn't want it picked apart into pieces is what I'm hearing between the lines there. And so in this plan, what about higher prices? Is that part of it? It is through, and this is the part that the Postal Service can deal with on its own currently. Uh, It has authority and it has extra wiggle room from the Postal Regulatory Commission to set higher rates for its mail and package business. And when you look at the next decade, the Postal Service expects that that new authority will give the Postal Service $44 billion in revenue. You know, when you look at what that means for the short term, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says it's too soon to say when there will be a new price increase on a first class postage stamp. And even going so far as to say that if other parts of the plan go well, that the Postal Service may not raise rates as high as it's able to and max out that authority all at once, and that it may do that in little pieces over a longer period of time. And part of this plan, Jory, is that the service standards for mail would change. That is how fast they guarantee. What are the details there? So that's one part of the plan where the Postal Service will need new permission from the Postal Regulatory Commission to pull off. And if they do, the Postal Service envisions that 70% of first class mail will still be delivered within three days. That's not changing. 20% of mail will be delivered in four days and 10% will be delivered within five days. Now, Postal executives are quick to point out that that is mail that is in the outliers of its network. This is the mail that has to travel the furthest. And this reflects the fact that the Postal Service is doing much more of its mail delivery now through ground transportation and is doing much less of its mail delivery through its network of airline contractors. Got it. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And so that's for first class mail. What about 
standards for package delivery. Would that change? I would think that would have to get better in order to be competitive. And that's exactly what they're doing. The Postal Service is very mindful that much more of its revenue as a percentage is coming from packages these days, especially during the pandemic. And so they are rolling out a new service they're calling USPS Connect. It's really meant for the small and medium-sized businesses that look at the Postal Service network as the backbone of how they stay in business. And the idea is that they would be rolling out same day and next day delivery for packages. This is predicated on the idea that about half of packages that USPS currently delivers, the start and end dates from point A to point B is 150 miles or less. So these are packages that don't have to go too far to be delivered. And so they are really doubling down on that as much as anything. And so some of that $40 billion they want to spend would be on infrastructure to enable that type of package delivery? Yeah. They're also looking at investing in package sortation equipment. The Postal Service currently has a lot of mail sorting equipment right now, but nothing that's quite on par on the package side of the business. Yeah, they've seen the inside of an Amazon plant or inside of a FedEx plant, and they know what the state of the art is. And what about those workforce changes? They've got a big workforce and an expensive one. Yeah, so there are some big shifts in the work there. The Postal Service is in the middle of a employee reduction at the administrative level. These are employees at the headquarters and at area and regional offices. And that is being done through voluntary early retirements that are still ongoing. Eligible employees have until next month to take that offer or not. On the frontline side of things, as far as letter carriers and the kinds of employees that most people see on a day-to-day, the Postal Service is actually looking to reduce employee turnover. The Postal Service hires a ton of temporary workers, and they're looking to standardize the pathway that they have to become career employees. To give you a sense of the hemorrhaging of employees that they're doing right now. For the holiday peak season that happened at the end of last year, the Postal Service hired 200,000 temporary workers. And DeJoy says that that didn't even move the needle on its overall workforce count, that people were coming and going at a pretty quick rate. And so DeJoy, he says that having more employees enter as career would actually improve overall customer experience. We think that having our carrier workforce be the same every day when it visits our residences is something that the American people want. And we're going to, we're going to fulfill that objective. And I think it's going to lead to, to, you know, to good growth and keep us delivering a lot, a a lot of things to the American people. And beyond that, there is the trucks that they use to deliver all of this mail and all of these packages. And these vehicles that they're using now came to their intended lifetime end I think, four years ago, and they're still on the road. So what's going on with the next generation fleet? And is that part of that 10-year plan also? It is, and it takes up a lot of the investment that we're talking about here. About a quarter of it overall of that $40 billion, $12 billion is going towards that next generation fleet of vehicles. You know, as far as the mix of electric vehicles to the standard combustion engines, the Postal Service says that they are still trying to finalize that mix. They will get more electric vehicles if Congress decides to step in and provide one-off appropriations to help them out with that. So again, we heard from CFO Joe Corbett. He said that that final mix will depend on the help that Congress does provide if it chooses to do so. We're looking Obviously, uh, to Congress and others, we really don't have the capital to invest in something that's substantially more expensive than combustion engines right now. USPS CFO Joe Corbett. The other thing is they don't have any way of charging them. So you'd have to put charging stations in multiple quantities. And they're not cheap. And they need a lot of current in all of the post offices where they park the things at night, too. Uh, Did that come up at all in their rollout? 
I guess not, because it's electric is not really part of the plan right now. Well, DeJoy has said that that is a substantial part of the investment if they do decide if they do decide to go with more electric vehicles. And with the Postal Service having a huge network nationwide, uh, that needs to be everywhere. And that's a very costless. That's a very costly thing to consider. Sure. And what happens to the plan now? Who has to say yes on it? So we have to hear from Congress and see not just on the electric vehicle fleet and the money that they are looking to provide on that. They're also looking to undo a pre-funding mandate for the Postal Service to fund retiree health benefits well into the future. Congress has proposed that a number of times now, but it has been on the to-do list for years and years now, and it has yet to cross the finish line. As long as you and I have been talking about it, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.